Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Today I'm speaking with Craig Thompson. He's the host of the podcast, Restoration Matters, and executive director of Rockside Ranch. Welcome, Craig. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. So before we talk about Rockside Ranch and the work that you do, I always like to, you know, get a little bit of warm up by asking you to introduce yourself. So can you tell us who Craig Thompson is? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Craig. I live in a really small town, very far uh, Northern California called Etna and uh, Mm -hmm. live here with my wife, Jen, and we have three kids. And so we are, we, we live on a, a ranch that's about a hundred acres and which may seem big, uh, but where we are, that's a pretty small ranch. Uh, there, there are a lot of big ranches around us. And um, so we raise animals on the, on the farm here. And the, the primary purpose of the, the farm, the ranch is to have a place for young men who are in some kind of a crisis to come and to learn job skills and life skills. And so the the thing that, you know, really prompted us to to come and um and and live, you know, in this way was just uh was was wanting to have that kind of a ministry where we're all living on the same property, where we're all working on the, the same projects and um and just you know being in that kind of a close community. So it's it's um hard to kind of separate our own personal life from the the ranch because it's all really intertwined. Right. Okay. So you're a rancher who who runs a program for at-risk youth, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and and how did you get into that? What made you want to reach out to youth in crisis? Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's a, a lot of, uh, particularly young men, uh, 18 to 24, 25, you know, somewhere in their mid twenties who are really living in crisis. And, um, there's, I, I spent the first few years after college, um, working in camp ministry. And so was working for summer camps and, you know, you'd, you would serve these kids during a week of summer camp and, and then they would go and graduate from high school and you'd sometimes stay in contact, sometimes wouldn't, but um, but there was just a need for that next phase. What what happens when things go wrong in the next phase of life after high school? Mm-hmm. Before there's there's been some really really life altering decisions that have been made, you know. But say a guy is struggling with some kind of a an addiction or some kind of a um, a lifestyle habit, like you know, even just playing too many video games and and not having a really strong social f- network or friend network that they are relying on. We're trying to find a way to serve that population, that group of guys, because there's 
there's just a lot of guys who are who really struggle in that time of their life. Okay. Yeah, I imagine that you're not quite an adult, mm-hmm. but you're a man and you may not have the support you need or you've lost the support you had. Yeah. So I I can see that can leave a young man like flay, flailing in the wind and yeah. they could turn to stuff that they wouldn't normally do if they had the support. So yeah. um I think the program sounds very good. It sounds like it's it could be life altering for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And and how how do you help these young men? Like what do you do for them? Yeah. Well, so the guys come to the ranch from all different kinds of backgrounds and all different all different reasons or motivations for coming to the ranch. And so the the biggest thing that almost all the students who are here will point to is the community here. So it's just the relationships with the staff and with the students. That is one of the biggest, um, just the biggest, biggest things that we uh, find you know, adds value to the to the students' experience while they're here. That's not only just the ranch staff, but also the broader community of of Scott Valley where we live. And so, I think connection with other people is is just huge. Healthy relationships, healthy connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In addition to that, though, from day one, the guys jump into a really structured environment. So. Um, the structure of their overall day is that they get up sometime in the six o'clock hour. We do a short devotion, go out to feed animals and do chores, come back in for breakfast. Then we do a Bible study. After Bible study, we go out for farm projects uh, where they're, you know, again, just outside working with their hands, doing something meaningful and productive. Mm-hmm. They come back in for lunch. We do a two hour class in the afternoon and then they go back out for chores and then we have dinner and uh, uh, evening activity that's usually a little bit more social and community-based. So it's a really structured program. And their days, um, Monday through Friday, are follow that schedule. Saturdays are weekend um, recreation opportunities that we go and we'll do you know, a hike or go fishing or backpacking or um, sledding, depending on the time of year. Sundays, mm-hmm. we go to church, come back and have a more restful afternoon. And so it's just building those life patterns, habits, um, right. routines, understanding and experiencing um, just the the benefits of getting a good night's sleep, eating three meals a day. Many of the guys that, that come to the ranch here um, are not sleeping very well at all when they arrive and they're not eating very well at all. They're not moving a whole lot in their mm-hmm. in their life, and so just doing those basic things just kind of brings their their whole you know being back back to life a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you know they they are at a point where the structure and the community and having a goal and a purpose it it really provides a well rounded community yeah. like, for them. No drugs required. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the three things that we really focus on while they're here are um, sobriety and sobriety, you know, from substance or, or alcohol or tobacco, but also sobriety, you know, in the sense of like, if there is a technology addiction, a cell phone addiction, a, a you know, a um, video game addiction, anything really, um, just kind of getting separation from that. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, sobriety. The second thing is mental health. 
could be an actual diagnosis or it could just be uh, some trends that are not good um, in, in, you know, their mental health. And then the third thing is job and life skills. And so for the eight months that they're here at the ranch every day, they're practicing just a ton of different job skills and life skills that are going to serve them no matter where they go after the ranch. Mm, okay, that sounds that sounds good. And you mentioned mental health. Do you provide any kind of opportunity for therapy, uh, given that some of them may be coming from traumatic backgrounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do partner with clinicians locally here. Um, and in addition to that, some students come with a an established team of counselors and therapists. And so with the you know, remote telehealth appointments and other things like that, they can actually mm-hmm. keep their, their providers, or we can help them to, um, with, with some of the clinicians that we partner with. Okay. All right. And I'm asking a lot of questions. That's great. <laughs> I kind of have, I raised three sons. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, I, this is kind of close to my heart. Yeah. And how, who, how do they get in touch with you? Like, how does somebody find out about you? Yeah. Well, Oftentimes, I would say most often, it's it's because their mom reaches out and um, and says, "Hey, I'm really concerned about my son, and yeah. I, I I wonder if he'd be interested in a place like this." Um, so usually, it's it's their mom or uh, somebody in in their family, uh, you know, parent, grandparent, aunt or uncle, somebody like that. Um, mm-hmm. Almost all of the guys, and it's a really small program, so we only serve up to eight guys at a time. And okay. so, um, so, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't have 30, 40 guys here or anything. And so it's almost every single one of the guys came because somebody in their life who cared about them, mm-hmm. um, helped them take that step. Okay. All right. And what are the age range again? Like it's at least 18. So we, we can't ha- take minors, right. um, but we do serve guys who are up into their upper twenties. Okay. Um, we're actually opening up another site that would serve guys who are a bit older than that even. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds yeah. like, yeah, it sounds like a, you know, very good program that, you know, it's different from the norm. Yeah. But could be quite useful. Yeah. And, okay. So, and, and, and I, I imagine there's a, you know, there's a plethora of things that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. but, is do you find like there's any kind of trend like you mm-hmm. know you know general consensus on what it is that's wrong yeah yeah a lot of times it is th- this question of purpose and meaning in their life so i mean i think everybody goes through that at some point mm-hmm. in their life what am i really here for what's this life all about mm-hmm. that's a big one um that one combined with the i think a, a trend or a growing trend of um, de-emphasizing work in the trades. So farming um, and, and then the list goes on from electricians, plumbers, mechanics, um, painters, you know, on and on and on and on that, that um, a lot of guys that come here to the ranch haven't worked much with their hands and, and worked in, in the trades. Mm-hmm. And so seeing guys get out and, and work on a trade. I mean, just last week we put a new roof on the pump house. They've built fence. They've, um, they've done uh, drywall and insulation and 
all kinds of things just in the last few weeks. And so exposing guys to these different trade opportunities that not only excite a lot of guys because they're doing something productive and, and healthy and good, um, but in the job market right now, those jobs are in incredibly high demand Mm -hmm. and, and people who are going into those careers can make a really good living. And so a lot of times guys come to us and they say, I just, I don't think I can do anything good with my life or I, I don't feel like I have any skills to offer. And I think a lot of that is because we've really de-emphasized the trades. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if a guy, if there's a, you know, a young man who says, I don't either want to go to college or I tried college and it just wasn't a good fit for me. Oftentimes they, they can start to think that they, they'll never have a good job. Mm. And so just reestablishing that purpose, that meaning um, reestablishing that hope that, yeah, you can, you don't have to, you know, sit in an office all day long. Um, mm-hmm. You can go and, and have a job that you really feel good about yourself at the end of the day. You've, you've contributed to, um, to making somebody else's life a lot better and you can make it a, a really good living doing that and provide for a family at some point yourself. And all of that, I think really just makes a big difference. Yeah, I imagine. And I imagine learning trades kind of rework their expectation of what work should be like, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Do you have any success stories you could share? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, of the guys who come to the ranch, and I always tell them this, I said, you know, you guys are, you guys are my heroes because they, they're willing to take a big, big step. That's a, just a huge challenge. I always tell the guys that this is the hardest thing that they'll ever do. And when they come to the ranch, a, they choose to be here. So nobody is forcing them to be there. This isn't a lockdown facility, you know, or any, anything that, that a guy is, you know, trapped in. So every day that they're here is a day that they've chosen to invest in their future. Well, mm-hmm. that's really encouraging. But yeah. they've also given up things that normal, you know, 18 to 25-year-old young men have access to, like their cell phone or their computer or a car. You know, they give up those things for eight months while they're here mm-hmm. at the ranch. And they still have a phone that they can use to talk to family and friends and everything. It's not it's not isolated by any means, but they don't have that personal device. That's just ding, ding, ding all day long. Right. And so, so that really, I think all of those things combined, you know, the fact that they have to give up a lot of stuff to come and the fact that they choose to come really contributes to a a pretty high success rate. Mm -hmm. So um, the guys that come to the ranch over 90% of them graduate. And out of that, we have over 80% of, of the graduates are employed or in school full-time today, right now. Mm. And so within those, you know, statistics are the real life stories of the guys. And so, you know, for instance, we've, we have guys who come to us who are wanting to um, really put a, a past of, of drug use or of probation or homelessness or just purposelessness behind them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen in the last, even just in the last uh, year 
that graduates have gone on to um, go into farming. One graduate is working in furniture restoration. Another graduate's working in pest control. Mm. Another who he uh, he actually went through the fire academy, um, graduated from the fire academy, started as a firefighter, decided I don't. I, this is actually not really what I wanted to do, but because of his because of all the training that he had done, he was able to get a job in security. And so he, mm-hmm. he's now doing security. We've, we have a graduate who's at, at Wheaton college. Um, yeah, or I'm sorry, at uh, Moody Bible Institute and another graduate who's in culinary school, you know, and these are just guys in the last year. Yeah. And so going back further than that, you know, it's, it's a lot of similar stories of, of just guys who it's amazing how, how eight months, which on the one hand seems like an eternity to the guys. Yeah. On, on the other hand, it seems like, man, that's hardly anything. Um, yeah. But that, that eight months of focused dedication just opens the doors wide to future opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Now you mentioned that you, you're only able to do eight students. I mean, eight um, students at a time. Yeah. Is that, because of capacity or is that because of funding or both? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of both, but really I would say the biggest reason is impact. So once we get over eight guys, the, the dynamic really changes with eight guys. We are able to really have a a strong relationship with each of the students and we're able to really get to know them well. Um, and, be a very individualized program that serves each of the individual needs of the students. Right. If we were to go much beyond that, it, mm-hmm. you know, we would be, we would be losing a lot of that impact. And so Rockside currently is just one location, but this year we're, we're in the process of opening up um, two additional locations that would also each serve up to eight students. And so that's really the, as we look to, you know, the future, we're looking not at growing this site to serve more students, but just replicating on other farms and ranches to serve more students in that way. Hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Absolute sense. You have, yeah. you, you're able to be more successful and impact more lives by niching down, as they would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <definitely. laughs> niching down numbers wise, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and, and I, I love the idea of being on a ranch because most of your times outdoors, you, you get to associate with nature and a lot of animals. And I think that's like the, the ultimate uh, mental health therapy. (laughs) It is. It is. You're exactly right. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. That's great stuff. So what is Craig grateful for today? I am Man, that's a great question. I think I am grateful for um, my family, and included in that, you know, I would say the the Rockside family. You know, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm grateful for for work that allows for really important relationships, and uh, we're we're getting some. Looking out the window here, we're getting some really beautiful January weather of like mid 50 degrees. And, uh, 
And so we need the rain and the snow, but a little break from it is also really nice. So I'm thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're in the cold cold climate, it's you know any little thing. It is. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So, so okay. So you know, I I I was thinking about the fact that you are ministering to boys, and I think when we talked before by email. You mentioned that, uh, and actually we talked on the phone, you mentioned that some of, or maybe all of these boys are come from the homes of single mothers. And and whether or not that's so or not, what type, because I raised three boys. Yeah, yeah. I was a mom. And so... I wanted to know if you have one piece of advice for a solo mom who, who is raising boys. So, yeah. 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 So, so I wish I knew a percentage of, of how many of the students who came to the ranch were raised by a, a solo mom. It's, I would say it's probably about, about half of the guys who are here, maybe a little bit more. And I, but I would say this about almost all of the guys uh, who come to the ranch and that is that their mother is somebody that they just adore and look up to and cherish and it's interesting because um, oftentimes that gets mapped here onto the women that we have on staff and you know they will they will listen to my wife, for instance, a lot quicker than they'll listen to me, you know? And, yeah, um, yeah. and so I think, you know, for whatever, whatever my opinion is worth, I think that the, the thing that comes to mind is just to keep loving your boys and your girls, obviously. But, um, but the, that even when it might feel like that relationship isn't valued, um, from everything I've seen on the other end of it, that relationship is absolutely core to to who these guys are, and um, and it's really beautiful. You know, they talk about their moms just like they walk on water most of the time. Mm. So it's just mm. it's just really neat to to see that legacy. Just uh, you know, hear about that legacy, and many times we get to meet their moms. Yeah. Um, they'll come out and visit or come to graduations and and it's it's really special for us to meet the mom of a student that we now have a relationship with and care deeply about and to put a face to the to the many many stories that we hear about the impact that 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 mom has had yeah all right thank you very much and and you answered the question you answered my question because I, I figured that, I mean, a lot of times as mom, we always blame ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. for their not so good actions. And we wonder if we did a good job and you're on the receiving end of what we did, what we mm-hmm. poured into them, whatever yeah. that was. Right. So you see for eight months, you see those, those young men and see the life, the character that was poured into them That's from right. mom, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I wanted to see to hear your side. How you, you know, not not to, through any judgment or anything like that, but what was your, you know, your opinion on 
and 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 you know um advice you could give to a mom who probably thinking i failed him because you know he's drinking or he's mm. not really he's not doing what i think he should have been doing so that, yeah that, yeah that's a great answer thank you yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. All right. So now, how do you, how you, you're here, you're giving us your time and sharing about your program. How can your audience benefit from you or how can you benefit from our audience, like your program or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say if there's anything that, that we can do, I mean, that's what our, that's what our, um, desire and our, our heart is. So, you know, we get, we get people frequently who reach out and they're for whatever reason, their son or grandson is not, um, is not interested in the program and that's fine, but how can mm -hmm. we support the family who is going through just a really, um, a really emo emotionally intense season. And yeah. so that was, that was the primary motivator for starting the podcast and just to be a resource to try to equip and provide tools. So yeah, if there's, you know, if there's a mom who is going, man, my, my 20 something year old son or, or 18, 19 year old son is really struggling. Feel free to reach out. If there's anything that we can do, even just to have a conversation with your son or try to provide some resources. Um, if they're interested in coming to the program, you know, there's, there's other, many other ways that we can, we can serve, you know, your listeners for sure. Okay. And how can they reach you? Like, where do they find you? Yeah, that's a good question. So our website is rocksideranch.org. So R-O-C-K-S-I-D-E.O-R-G. Okay. And we're on Instagram, Facebook at Rockside Ranch. And then, um, and then the, the podcast is also a good place to start. We've got a couple episodes in there that are talking more specifically about the ranch, but most of the okay. podcast episodes are, are really geared around tools for restoring relationships and mm -hmm. tools mm -hmm. for, um, for trying to get out of, of ruts that feel impossible to get out of. And so yeah. the, mm -hmm. the podcast, I think you mentioned it earlier, but the podcast is restoration matters and we're on most of the podcast platforms so that you should be able to find it. Okay, great. And I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes so people can get in touch with you quicker. Thanks, Jen. Okay. Yeah, sure. Craig, thank you very much for coming and talking to us today. Anything Absolutely. else? No, thank you for, my, for, for having me and for your time. And I just really appreciate what you're doing and the way that you're serving solo moms out there. Yes. Thanks, Craig. All right. I'm excited to share that Solo Moms Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solo Moms Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solo Moms Talk TV below to watch now.